As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. And what's up, Obscurians? It's time for another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and I'm one of the hosts, and with me is a guy who's never wet but always works. <laughs> oh, Steve, I was just about to say that I am quite wet. Uh, I am moistly anticipating uh, uh, working with you on this uh, episode. Uh, I am humid with anticipation. Lubricated with excitement uh, to talk mm. about what mm. works, number one, uh, the last of the uh, image founding fathers, uh, number one comics. Uh, I can't wait. How about yourself? <laughs> I can't wait either because I am curious as to, first of all, how you pronounce the creator's first name. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I can. Uh, I've heard it pronounced several times. It's uh, Walsh Portasio. What? Yes, Walsh, Walsh? Portasio. I've also heard Welsh, or no, it can't be Welsh. I don't think it, I don't think it can be the first thing you said. No, to be I, that, oh, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard on other podcasts. From who? Like people, people that don't like him. <laughs> Is that who you heard it from? No, I've, I just other comic book fans, of course. <laughs> but so the name is spelled W H I L C E, right? Wilsh, Wilsh Portasio. Yeah, I've heard it that way too. Wilsh Portasio. Isn't it Wils? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I've heard it so many actually, different ways. I actually Googled this uh, last week. And um, yeah, there were like every pronunciation was a little different. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to tell. And it's and then as I do some more reading, it's not even his real first name. What is his real first name? I think it was William or oh. something like that. It, it's like not even I'll tell you right now. Let me put it back into. Uh, but I think his last name is Portacio. Yes. Or maybe well, it's at least we got that part right. Um, I think. Or maybe it's Portasio. Well, like that's uh, well, Welsh or what's his? What is it? You said his real name was Walt. Walter. I mean, Wiles is what I've heard. Wiles will say. Well, Wiles. Wiles Portasio is a, a Filipino American artist, and that is a uh, one thing that they do in the Philippines is they have uh, they sort of come up with like a a weird sort of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like word slash name for whatever your first name so, is. Steve, your wife is Filipino. Why didn't mm -hmm. you just ask her? Maybe this is like a common amalgamation for uh, uh Oh, it's an amalgamation of his first and last name. Oh, see, there you go. Maybe. There you go. So that, maybe it's unique to him. I mean, though, that's the thing. They all have their own sort of unique little thing going on there. His, his real first name is William, so. William. Oh, yeah, uh, so there you, you go. It's like... It's probably Will 
like mixed with his middle name or something, and then the well, his last name's Portasio, so maybe it's. I don't know. I, I might just refer to him as Will. All right, you know? let's yeah, Will Portasio. And the, the the sad thing is, is that all right when I lived and briefly worked in Dubai, they actually had a Comic Con there, and freaking Will Portasio was there. He was just sitting there. Like alone with a couple of Wetworks comics out in front of him that I guess you could buy from him and he'll sign. And I was just like, should I go over? I was like, well, what am I even going to say to him? <laughs> I'm like, well, I can think of something. How do you pronounce, pronounce your, your name? name? Yeah, well, if I would have been able to look, you know, forward to the future to see that you and I would be doing this podcast and talking about his, uh, his work. I've always, I've always wondered this. I've never <laughs> been able to get a straight answer. Right, uh, right, right. Well, I should have yeah. went and talked. I regret not talking to him about something, especially how to pronounce his name. He has, he has what I would call the Rob Liefeld artwork of nicknames. <laughs> wow, that's a long walk around the block, but you got there. It, you got it there. Sure is, it sure is, man. We we just had to bring up old Robbie, our our good friend, whose art we do respect. Oh, one hundred percent. He's okay, he deserves that very sarcastic. He deserves to be constantly praised in every way online. Otherwise, uh, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, as I feel, we have had to explain every week since we started Image Month. Big fans. Big we fans. do. We do like genuinely like Rob Liefeld's artwork, uh, but we're not here to talk about Rob. We're here to talk about Will Portasio, <laughs> Wilsh, whatever it is, uh, and his comic uh, Wetworks Number One. So uh, let's uh, dive in and take a look at the cover. Let's do it. All right, there it is. And of course, the most important question right off the bat is, Yehel, what is your history with Wetworks, number one? Oh, I thought you meant my uh, covert military operations that I uh, <laughs> ran on the side. Right, right. As, uh, as Puerto Rican Captain America. <laughs> um, it's taken the world <laughs> by storm. It really is. Yeah. Um, I like all of the other image founding artist comics. I bought what works number one. I did not, um, stick around this particular, uh, series as long as I did some of the other ones. And I think, and again, I don't know if, you know, I'm mixing it up with some of the other books, but I think this was one of the ones that was delayed the most, like yeah. in terms of its release schedule. I mean, I think spawn was the only one that kind of came out semi regularly, uh, as far as coming out, like just about monthly, and and maybe Savage Dragon too, actually. Um, but yeah, from what I remember, Wetworks wasn't it taking like months between issues, like worse than even Youngblood. Well, I think what Wetworks really had working against it is the fact that its number one was like uh, delayed compared to all the other ones. That's and, right, I do remember that. And because remember, we talked about that Prism card that you and I both had. That came yep. like years before in one of the wiz like packed into one of the wizard magazines. Um, it's a really cool card. Uh, it's around here somewhere, maybe. But um, but yeah, and I remember seeing that and looking at it and being like, "Whoa, these guys look cool. Wonder what their story is." And I think they even ran like uh, you know in the backs of Image Comics, there were even uh, ads for uh, Wetworks here and there. But like 
It didn't come out till years later, and I think I found out why. Um, did you happen upon it when you were um, when you were doing your research? I just assumed that they just um, like Will's studio mm -hmm. um, had just a lot of discussions that ended up delaying it, and the discussions revolved around how to pronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's much sadder than that, unfortunately. So we'll just go into the, the background of Wills here. Uh, as I said, he's a Filipino-American comic book artist. Uh, he started out as an inker at Marvel back in 1985, and over time he was given uh, more assignments uh, as a penciler. Uh, he became noted as his work on, uh, for his work on The Punisher, X-Factor, and The Uncanny X-Men. And then in 1992... He left Marvel to co-found Image with uh, all the other guys who we've uh, covered over the last couple of um, couple of weeks. Uh, but unfortunately, he had to withdraw from his partnership uh, in the Enterprise due to his sister's bout with lupus and her uh, eventual demise, unfortunately. Um, oh, wow. Yes, so... Basically, while he was dealing with that, um, the rest of the dudes in Image were moving forward. And then, um, basically, he came back and had to, like, uh, go through uh, Jim Lee. And that's why, I guess, the Wetworks ended up in sort of, like, the Wildstorm universe um, mm. instead of uh, on their own. Because, I mean, if you think about it, like, you know, they sort of... I mean, when was there ever vampires and wildcats? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, but we'll get to that later. Um, and so, uh, yeah, he's, he, later he worked on other Marvel stuff. He worked on the Heroes Reborn, which we talked about uh, when all the Image guys came back to Marvel, basically. And also worked on Iron Man. And uh, I remember he did uh, Batman Incorporated, which was actually pretty cool for DC. Um, but but yeah, but unfortunately, uh, it wasn't his, um, how can I say this, uh, hard times were still ahead for Mr. Partasio. In August of 2000, he fell into a diabetic coma uh, as a result of a failing pancreas, and he woke up a week, la week later, 30 pounds lighter and unable to walk, let alone stand or even draw. But then six months later, he was basically able to, you know, I guess, build up the muscle strength again. And wow. it said it would be a year before he would be able to do any of the stuff that he could do before. Um, so, yeah, there's your answer. That's why Wetworks number one was so late, uh, which uh, is, uh, is too bad. But he seemed, things seem to be going better for him now, uh, at least. Uh, I mean, although I haven't really seen him work on anything uh, lately. Maybe he's got, like, uh, Kickstarter stuff going on or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's just uh, resting, uh, living the, the high life off that Wetworks money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, wonder, I mean, off that first issue, I'm sure there is some, but the rest of it, eh, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the writer of this is, of course, Mr. The only writer in Wildstorm, and that's Brandon Choi, of course, who worked on Wildcats in Gen 13. Uh, the inker was, of course, Mr. Wildstorm's inker, Scott Williams, who worked on every Wildstorm book. And then there was a bunch of other uh, inkers in this as well. Uh, some guy who touts himself as J.D., Rich Johnson, and John Tyge. <laughs> Um And, of course, this was published by uh, um, one uh, Image Comics. Um, so, uh, hmm, any, uh, any questions before we, uh, before we dive in? 
No, no. Um, let me ask you, did you ever read... Um, well, I guess you were a Punisher guy, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So did you ever read any of his run on Punisher? I, uh, no, I don't think so. Like, I... I remember reading the some of the Jim Lee ones. I don't yeah, I don't remember uh I don't remember reading any of his stuff, but I bet it yeah. looked cool though. I mean, he's good at drawing weaponry. I'll give him that. Yeah, I always thought his art style was um kind of similar to Jim Lee's. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, as respects. as we're definitely going to see here uh in a minute. So, let's uh dive on in here. Um uh let's see. Okay, so Right away, we are uh, in the Balkans as this uh, <laughs> crazy-looking ship here, just uh, or plane, just sort of uh, hovers over the water. And in that plane is this, uh, like, sort of a black ops team, and they're just sort of talking about themselves, uh, or talking amongst themselves, talking about the, um, the gig they're going to do here. And, I mean, the plane looks awesome right at, out the bat, but... Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's. I already have like problems with like what's going on here with the wet works. Like, I'm just curious. Uh, do you see a problem with the wet works right off the bat? Um, I mean, not particularly. Like off the first uh, panel, just the, the fact, just the fact that they all look the same, kind of. I mean, they have. I mean, I know they're like a black ops team and everything. But they all look the same, like, uh, and I don't know about, and there's so many of them that I, uh, I started getting confused after a while. I'm like, who's who, basically? I mean, honestly, the there's like two guys wearing do rags, and those mm -hmm. two, like, if the one guy, if one do rag guy wasn't wearing like glasses, yeah. I wouldn't be able to tell him apart from the other one. Exactly, exactly. So um, basically, we've got, and uh, I noticed Brandon Choi did this a lot in Wildcats, like. Basically, whenever one of the characters is talking to another, they uh, definitely make sure to use the person's name, or in this case, uh, code name. And uh, yeah. man, I wish I really wish they had that white page with all of their uh, you know names next to the characters because uh, I can't even rem remember them all. I know this guy at the very beginning um, here. His he's a gesture or jester, and the leader of the guy. Uh, and the leader of the Wetworks is named Dane. Um, any other names pop into your head? <laughs> uh, no. Um, I don't remember anybody's Pilgrim? name. Pilgrim? Uh, Pilgrim is the woman. Yep, oh, that's her okay. there. Yep. Pilgrim. Yep. And, uh, yeah, they're basically just... Man, there's a lot of dialogue here, and they're really not... There's a, there's a lot of words in this <laughs> Exposition. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, and that's... Uh, yeah that's definitely a problem but i mean the art is look how detailed it is i mean he love look at yeah. those pouches my god that could make that's rob lightfield's wet dream right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know the, the the art is great the colors throughout this issue are really good too um i assume that this is another like digital chameleon color separation mm -hmm. operation oh um, i would say it's probably at this point it's probably even better than what we got with the um like sort of the original um you know image oh, yeah. number ones because this is a couple years later um right. yeah yeah so all right so basically all you really need to know is that we've got this group of commandos they're heading to the balkans on some sort of mission and they're talking a bunch of stuff and uh did you catch the um 
we got an acronym, couple of acronyms here. I know how you love yeah, those. Yeah, right off the bat. Uh, but but so, these acronyms are like, I don't think these were necessary to explain. No, not maybe it's Brandon Choi who loves the acronyms so much. Uh, yeah, we got SOCOM here, Special Operations Command. At least that's a real one, at least. Uh, well, so is the next one, GPS. <laughs> yeah, oh, thank you for explaining GPS to me, Brandon. I never would have gotten now, it. it. I, I, I guess maybe people weren't as familiar with GPS in the mid-90s, but I, th- I feel like even then people knew what GPS was. Like, GPS already existed. People had Garmin G- GPS mapping things. Oh, I remember you know. those, yeah. Uh, uh, I will say on page three, because mm-hmm. uh, I know we're not going to go over all this fucking time. Yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> um, I really like the coloring in this shot. or I, I almost said lighting, and I guess you kind of could, like with the red behind whatever yeah. this is yeah yeah i <laughs> know what then, you're talking about yeah and then the next panel the red light is hitting the face of everybody else that he was talking to so it's coming from behind him so i thought that was a really really nice touch <laughs> is this drive the comic book <laughs> uh <laughs> but uh yeah no I'm, I'm right there with you yeah i mean there's uh like the art in this is just amazing um unfortunately like with many image comics, the story uh, doesn't exactly live up to it, but uh, moving on. Um, so now we're in uh, Washington, D.C., and I think this is, yeah, this is IO Command, which is almost like the shield of the Wildstorm universe, or maybe even like, I don't know, how it, is, is, would you say that's accurate? Um, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, and there's a bunch of uh, government bigwig types here um, talking about basically the mission that they sent uh, uh, the team that will become Wetworks on. And uh, one of them is uh, just saying how they're basically being sacrificed for some reason for the greater good, blah, blah. Yeah, here it is. And uh, now they're showing this. um, I don't even really know what the purpose of this weird sort of cyborg woman is, but... I know she's part of the Wetworks, and her name is Mother One, and we're, like, reading her uh, data log entry here, um, talking about uh, the mission, and basically behind her, and this is actually a really cool page. Um, yeah. Behind yeah, her, I, I guess we're supposed to be seeing, like, her digital memory uh, bank or something, and it's showing the the Wetworks team as they, like, jump out of the plane, parachute down. Um, it's a cool way to sort of just... <laughs> Uh, convey like what they did uh, more or less yeah um and again the the colors like in those like panels behind mm-hmm. her just i don't know it's just really really cool um yeah, yeah they, they do they do a really good job with the coloring of this book to convey light mm-hmm. and we have another uh <laughs> acronym here the halo yeah halo jump high altitude low opening you hell i know you didn't know that don't worry i'm here to read things for you Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and so is Brandon Choi is here to educate us on on every single military acronym there's ever been. Uh, and even make up some while he's at it. Uh, so, yeah, basically the team uh, lands. And, and, yeah, you know, they also remind me of um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's team and Predator. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, look, that like this guy here looks like that one Native American one. I can't remember his name. He's even got, like, the war paint just like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but aren't they all wearing war paint? Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm just saying this guy with his hair just looks specifically like that guy. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy. No, totally, yeah, totally. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is um, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger's team for Predator, 100%. Um, 
So they show they go into this uh, fortress type place. It's weird. You never really get much of a shot of it, but I guess it's a this sort of secret opening here. And inside, there's like a dead vampire head on the ground, and you know, basically, they're realizing that ooh, uh, something's going on here. We've been set up. Like, what's going on? And yeah, um, yeah there's lots of crazy st- stuff happening. Um, and uh, I guess they haven't been at man. That guy looks so much like Solid Snake right there. Uh, do you see yeah, him? Yeah, he does. Yeah, with the mm-hmm. yeah, and. Um, so yeah, it's basically your sort of aliens scenario. They've sort of penetrated this uh, this fortress thing, and oh, now they've uh, entered into this. Uh, it's like a lab, and there's these giant gold tubes in front of them, and um, they're like, oh, "What's going on? This virus is supposed to be contained in a mobile stasis pod." Hope these guys didn't buy it in bulk. Oh, <laughs> classic Ooh, uh, Brandon yeah. Choi one-liner right there. Uh, wait a second. There's something about this yellow stuff. Heads up, Dane. I think we got company. I'm picking up blips on the scanner. I'm, I'm surprised blips isn't an acronym for something. <laughs> um, and, uh, okay, so now Dane, the leader, freaks out. Right now I want everybody's headset offline. We're going silent. And he, yeah, he, he basically smashes his um, <laughs> gaming headset. <laughs> Um, and one of the uh, one of the other dudes is checking out the um, the golden tubes, and I've got it, Colonel. Now I remember. I was in la- it was in last month's issue of Popular Biology, and he just knows all this. This isn't a biological warfare agent at all. Duh. <laughs> uh, it's cutting edge biotechnology, a biometalloid compound saturated and controlled by nanotech wetware. Somebody here has actually succeeded in creating a non-carbon-based life form, sir. And so basically... This... I don't know how he gleaned all this <laughs> just from looking at some liquid. God, <laughs> Brandon, my God. Um, this, guy, this guy should have been a scientist, apparently. Yeah, he doesn't really have to do any kind of lab test or anything. Exactly. He just, uh, he'll, he'll look at something and on the molecular level <laughs> know just... whether or not it's a, it's a... What kind of compound it is, whether or not it's alive or not. It reminds me of... Um... David Hasselhoff's um, that uh, his uh, lady backup who knew everything in that episode of um, Baywatch Nights that we watched. Oh yeah, yeah, she was, yeah. She yeah. was in the lab and she just knew everything about everything about the sea creature. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so the, basically, what this guy is saying that it's basically a golden symbiote. It's basically venom except for it's gold and shiny, <laughs> and so it crawls all over his face or whatever, and. Um, and he like, well, somebody like shoots at him. Mm-hmm. Some woman, oh, I, I see what this, a vampire. yeah. All right, so this is I guess a weird sort of POV from the goo shot <laughs> going on here at the top. All right, uh, yeah, yeah. I I see what you're saying. Yeah, so she tries to shoot at him. She misses. Right. Hits the um the, the glass. Oh, and look at that. Oh, awesome panel like with the uh, the goo shooting yeah. through the tubes and like getting all over the guy yeah he he, he gets like uh like some kind of uh bukkake you could say oh i thought this, you were gonna uh, say golden shower because <laughs> oh yeah that works too yeah 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 he gets a little looks thicker and it, and it sounds thicker because it's slurp <laughs> that whoop, that is an awesome to... onomatopoeia i'll give him that I mean, that that's what's being used in the lettering so that that to me is more of a thicker 
liquid. You should use that uh, sound with one of your conquests coming up. Uh, just yeah. Slurp, like, <laughs> 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 <Shlurp>, baby. <laughs> You've just been wet worked. Um, oh <laughs> so uh, moving on. Uh, yeah, so now the guy, uh, he basically gets covered by this golden uh, symbiote or biochemical whatever. And, you know, everyone's freaking Steve, out. It's cutting edge biotechnology. Right. A right, biometalloid compound saturated and controlled by nanotech wetware, Steve. I mean, it was co- it was covered in what? Popular Science Magazine, according to the guy. Uh, popular Biology. Get, get the nah. fuck out of here. Come on. <laughs> together but uh but man i don't know if you're familiar with the uh the pulp character i think he's in the um the public domain and he actually helped inspire superman his name is like uh it's either samson or doc samson the man of bronze and that's exactly like what the guy looks in fact all the wetworks characters once they get in their like golden you know symbiotes look exactly Mm -hmm. like doc samson so I don't know. I was uh, I was thinking. You keep this in the back of your your mind. Like, <laughs> see if you can pinpoint each and every one of uh, wild the um, image creators. Like, what their favorite fetish is. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, even though he's not a founder, we know Sam Keith. He loves the big feet and the arched backs. Uh, yeah, Rob yeah. Liefeld has his pouches. Uh, McFarlane loves the chains. Um, uh, Jim Lee, which one, uh, what would be his thing, you think? Um, dark abs. Yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> his go abs with... always have a lot of shadows on them. That's true. And um, uh, Eric Larson, he's uh, at big hands and uh, also big feet, I would say. Um, and so uh, does um, Wilsh here have like some sort of... I'm sorry, we- did you mention, did you skip Jim Valentino? Oh yeah, we know. How could you skip it? I thought that's what this was all about, baby. Talking about Jim Valentino. So we know what his fetish is. <laughs> Jim Valentino of Shadowhawk, baby. He's got a few. He's got a some uh, girl on girl neck rubs. We know he likes yeah, that. Yeah. And uh, peeping, uh, peeping, peeping hawks. Peeping, yep, yeah, peeping hawks. Did... And um, also uh, power fe- women in power suits with lingerie on underneath. Right. I mean, you can only assume that they're wearing lingerie underneath, like, all the time. I mean, I know I do. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> uh, what Jim does. Yeah, for sure. And he showed us. Uh, so, yeah, Welsh must have, like, a, a gold fetish of some kind. Um, or at least, uh, I don't know, just loves drawing incredibly detailed uh, weaponry. I mean, look at that knife there in the bottom panel. It's, it's yeah. like, like, you could 3D print a knife from that. Uh, but... Um, but yeah, so the symbiote takes the guy and he's like, uh, let's see, um, at first he's having a hard time breathing and everyone's uh, freaking out. And yeah, and the guy who who's covered in gold, his name is Claymore, uh, as if it matters. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so they're telling him to fight it because they don't know what's going to happen. He can't breathe and then, oh, lo and behold, a mouth appears and he can breathe and everyone's uh, happy and excited. Uh and then the vampires or someone shows up and tries to shoot him. But, of course, he's wearing this gold symbiote and the bullets just bounce off. No problem. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so the rest of the Wetworks uh, go to work on this other vampire, taking him down. <laughs> There's, a, I like that lower panel. Again, that aforementioned knife is now drenched in blood. There's blood uh, everywhere. And, man, this is such... <laughs> 
man, a stark contrast from like Shadowhawk from last week. I mean, yeah, just uh, yeah. I mean, it just shows how different artists uh, they are, how different they are from yeah. one. Like, like, hold on, Bladey, Blade. Shh, you have to be quiet. I'm sorry, you were saying. Uh, William Wills Walsh uh, here for Tasio. <laughs> he, uh, his art. It's funny because you know we were when we were talking about Shadowhawk last week, and Jim Valentino. We were talking about how his art is certainly competent. He's certainly good, mm. but it kind of doesn't stand out, especially amongst the other image creators, because it kind of doesn't. Not that it's generic, but it doesn't have like uh, uh like a fl- the flashiness that right, pretty much right, all of right, the other yeah. image founders have, and they all have their own style. And mm-hmm. even though william here his style like is kind of like i don't know it reminds me of jim lee Mm -hmm. it still kind of manages to be its own thing at the same time yes and it's very very flashy Mm -hmm. um and yeah it's just you know regardless of what the 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 dialogue and there's a lot of it (laughs) may may or may not say Mm -hmm. uh you know that the panels are always like super fun to look at oh yeah uh i mean i would like to Maybe try to read some more of his stuff, maybe with a different writer, but uh, should be saving that for later. But yeah, his stuff looks awesome. I mean, without it's so detailed. Like it's just mm-hmm. my one complaint, though. Again, is that not all right? Not only do the characters all look alike, and there's like too many of them. I think there's like seven or eight members of the Wetworks. But- I legitimately. By the end of it, I was actually wondering how many there were. Yeah, but the worst part is that they also sound all alike, too. And that's Brandon's fault there for not making them. I mean, everyone's supposed to have their own sort of distinct, you know, voice and dialogue, you know, when you write something. But uh, right. that, that definitely wasn't a uh, shining uh, <laughs> example and, here. And the weird thing is, like, he, he or maybe William, because, uh, you know, he created them. He gave them, like, they have names that would should easily give you some idea of their personality or mm-hmm. their beliefs like the one guy's named jester mm-hmm. so naturally you're gonna assume that he's supposed to be a funny guy and make mm-hmm. lots of jokes right does, does he ever say a single joke steve well i mean i guess there I was supposed remember. to be one at the very beginning uh but it was again he is um he's shane black from predator because he was the the funny guy uh, he right, was always right, making right. those uh <laughs> jokes about women <laughs> let's tell one of them now what do you think uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll pass. But uh, okay, so so now the the dudes are talking. They talk about how they ripped up this vampire guy, and um, basically had to cut his head off to to kill him. Right, right. And That's they're like, else you know, and they're trying to make sense of what's going on. This isn't. This is their first time dealing with vampires, and also I would say the the problem with this uh, story is that it. Uh, it takes a lot of suspension of disbelief. It's like, not only did the Wetworks stumble upon this highly advanced, like, symbiote that's going to, like, make them basically invincible, but they also discovered that, like, freaking vampires are real. Like, all in the same first issue. Yeah. It's like you would... They should have started off small. I mean, maybe save the vampires for later. I mean, I guess that's, like, the whole thing is that it's supposed to be... Well, these this souped yeah. up commandos versus vampires like they could have i don't mind the vampires being there as much mm-hmm. because like the, the vampires like are the baddies and they knew about the symbiotes and all this stuff mm-hmm. so like it's okay that they're there it's just the way that they find and immediately start using the symbiotes right yeah it's they didn't have very to try and convenient yeah they didn't have to like earn it or anything like 
maybe one of them, like the guy Claymore could have found it and then they, uh, you know, he would have you know, demonstrated like how awesome it is and maybe later they could have found more and then, hey, look, we can all have one. But uh, anyway, uh, moving on. So there's still a crap ton more of dialogue. And then at the uh, very end, uh, let's see. It looks like this is it, Colonel. Because, yeah, there's still a bunch of wet... Uh, yeah, because the rest of the Wetworks guys, they don't have their um, the symbiotes yet. I guess only Claymore. And um, they're thinking that the uh, the chips are down because they've been uh, set up. And uh, at the very last panel here, the guy uh, is like, We're not finished yet, Dozer. This old soldier still has a few more tricks up his sleeve. And uh, so <laughs> the cut to the next page, like dozens of vampires are trying to take down uh, Claymore, uh, once again, the one wearing the symbiote. And it's like nothing. He's uh, they, they're so OP. It's it's pretty hilarious. Mm -hmm. uh, again, I mean, not beautiful work. I mean, like, I don't even know if it's the correct term, but like the lighting, the way the uh, like the you know the bullet spray or whatever sort of yeah, lights up yeah. the page is so awesome, just beautiful. Yeah. Like there's so many uh, panels in here that could make like good posters or you know just pictures yeah. on the wall. Uh, but anyway, uh, moving on. Um, so I guess someone sets off some charges. I assume it's the Wetworks, and uh, bam, somebody else. They already got their um, their symbiotes. So they come in and they help uh, Claymore take down even more vampires. And now everybody has a symbiote. And uh, it's like, you know, who the cavalry arrives, basically. And um, now there's a two-page spread. Ugh, why is it cut that way? Stupid. Um, and yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Almost like with the, the Cyber Force and their armor... They're essentially like standing there naked, but they have their symbiotes on. So it's like, how do they go to the bathroom? I mean, who knows? <laughs> but uh, it's like, and can they? I don't know how many. I never said like sort of my history with Wetworks. I remember I at least bought the, the first issue, but I never really read past that. And it's like, are they able to just sort of turn it on and turn it off uh, as they whenever they want to? Kind of like with Venom or... Is it just on there all the time, like with the Silver Surfer? Any ideas? I think, I think they can turn it on and off because literally somebody turns it on and off in this very issue, Steve. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> on page, uh, what's the page number? It's like a few pages down, there's like another uh, character who's like, she's like turning her face from regular to gold as if though it was like coming up. So. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. Um, so now we're back at the IO Command Center. And uh, basically, uh, uh, the people who sent them on the mission are watching it uh, in disbelief. And they're like, how are they still alive? Like, what's going on here? Oh, luckily, they found a, uh, you know, uh, biochemical agent, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I mean, the way, like, this guy in the brown here is drawn, like, obviously, he's, uh, he's a bad dude. Probably, he's probably the one that sent the Wetworks to their demise. Um, and he says at the end here, scramble the gunships, send them into the sector at once. Um, so here they come. And yeah, now they're um, trying to gun down uh, the wet works, but they're not having any luck because they're wearing all their uh, gold symbiote stuff. This, this, uh, 
woman here with her purple hair it reminds me of something else too i don't know like aeon flux or something uh, uh, uh purple no violet uh oh my god what's what's i know what you're talking about it's somebody with purple hair though psylocke I mean, like a, no they did a movie with her uh Ultraviolet? Ultraviolet, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess. That movie's pretty terrible. this is who terrible. I was talking about, where, like, you can see in the top panel, she's got, like, regular skin. Ah, and there you go. And the next time you see her, it's like her body is, like, becoming the gold stuff. So it seems like it can be controlled. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. And so, yeah, they find maybe out. Maybe she's got something that hides her appearance. I guess we don't really know, right? It could just be some yeah, since fancy... The you know, technology that makes it look like she was human. <laughs> Despite all the uh, words and dialogue and exposition, oh, I... they still don't explain a lot. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to point out that, be that despite all the violence, the bloody, bloody violence, the beheading, tons of blood everywhere on this bottom panel, they bleeped out shit. <laughs> well, oh, thank... shit, she's laughing. Thank goodness. Or, well, this is America, baby, where violence is okay, but like, swearing and nudity and sex you get you get that stuff right out yeah. uh so yeah basically the wetworks uh dispatch of the the gunships that were sent by io to take them out um they talk about a whole bunch of stuff um let's see colonel what the hell is going on here is it just me or is everybody dying to get their hands on us today uh and then i guess the colonel responds with i can't explain it jester but that just might be the person who can. Sir, she's wearing a symbiote. All right, so that's Mother One. And yeah, I guess she knows what's going on with the symbiotes and everything. Um, she's the one weird. She's got a weird robot hand and purple hair, as we said. And uh, I like how we both read this and we're both like still confused. Yeah, it's a confusing <laughs> despite, page. Like, despite like all of the fucking dialogue man so i read these like literally just before we f we recorded um shadowhawk last week mm -hmm. and shadowhawk was a breeze like there's yes. not a lot of dialogue in it. <laughs> I, I, I think i read thank shadowhawk you jim like, yes yeah it, it, i mean like maybe like seven minutes or something like right. it, it was a super quick read and then i get to this and i'm like oh my god seven minutes in i'm only like on the fourth page <laughs> right yeah it's crazy because like Okay, obviously Brandon here has already written, you know, countless issues of Wildcats, and I, I think Gen 13 was out at this point, Stormwatch, and it's like, he should know that there's, this is just too much, <laughs> too much. Yeah, so um, it almost makes me wonder if this was something that, you know, Wills as the creator wanted, right. or maybe he wanted a lot of explanation, because you're, you're right, it is not like the kind of normal stuff that Brandon does. Mm -hmm. um, and I also wonder, you know, maybe it was an attempt to give this book a different, you know, voice, a different uh, eh, style. I mean, it just kind really, it feels like Brandon's other stuff, just more, like 10 times more, just, uh, you know, um, with dialogue and exposition wise. Uh, yeah. Maybe they felt they needed to cram a lot into it. Yeah, because it's, it's been delays, so long. Exactly. Yeah. Because as I was reading it, even I, because I did remember like this issue was <clears throat> that what works overall was like super delayed. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that's why the art is so detailed in a way. Like maybe, he had so much time to work on it. Yeah. Or mm -hmm. just really wanted to, he's like, because think about it, man, if you've got, project that's just delayed for so long 
and you don't deliver something that like wows people, mm-hmm. you know, because as more anticipation has been built, like you're start not starting off on the best foot for your new property. So I right. can see them being like, okay, we gotta we gotta really really give them a lot. Yeah, well, sometimes less is more. <laughs> Thank you, man. You took took the words right out of my mouth. So, uh, yeah, basically we end the book here um, with uh, some vampires. And I guess he's basically the head vampire. He's like, the time has come at last, my brothers, to take back our birthright. Time to avenge the deaths of our brothers lost today. But the queen, my prince, she will not allow. My blood boils at the thought of her weakness to these humans. Tonight's atrocities cannot go unanswered. And, uh, yeah, like, basically, they just vow vengeance against the Wetworks. And I guess we're just, quote-unquote, off to the races at that point <laughs> with Wetworks versus uh, vampires. And um, this actually went on... Hold on, where's, where's my notes? Uh, the first run of Wetworks went 43 issues from 94 to 98 and then there's even like a uh, a second run like a few years later i just wonder like what they're even like doing for those 43 issues and i'll say another problem with the wetworks is that um okay all right sure when they're all standing together all gold with their you know mini gun highly detailed guns and um pouches and uh um, ammo and stuff like they look cool, but they all look so similar. It's like the the great right. thing about the other groups is like you can pick your best, your favorite character. It's like I can hate like the majority of Wildcats, but at least there's I mean, not that I do, but but at least there's a you know Grifter there. Hey, that's the guy that I like. The rest of them I don't really care about. Or you know, same with Cyberforce. You could be like, ooh, oh that Heat Wave sure is great. But the rest of the Cyberforce, like, but with Wetworks, just like so, who's your favorite kid? Um. Uh, well, I will say though, Steve. In all fairness, they are naked. In this <laughs> issue. Right. And right. which, which you know what, I I do appreciate that they didn't end up with just like gold with still their clothes on because that doesn't make sense either. No, but I, and, I, I'm just talking about just if you look at an image of them, like. Oh, I know. They, I know. I, yeah. Okay. Continue. So what I was getting at though is that after this, they do get outfits. Mm-hmm. And their outfits, like, do differentiate them. Oh, really? They're not just all naked. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't think they would be naked. I just thought, I figured they would just be, like, a regular commando group just with the gold underneath all their, uh, you know, camo and ammo. No, uh, I I mean, some of their outfits are, like, a little militaristic, but mm. some of them aren't. Like, Pilgrim gets a pretty cool-looking out. Pilgrim's the the woman, right? I think. Yes. He gets, like, a pretty cool-looking one. Mm. Um, There's a guy, I don't know if he's in this wet works but i remember there's another guy called grail that gets like a pretty cool outfit oh yeah he's in all right he's the one with the mask i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all right so yeah uh, i guess there are slight differences i guess maybe my main problem is just the fact that uh uh like character wise they're all so similar um right and and this is not like a good debut for them in terms of like seeing them all like the big reveal oh we're all like in our shit right like if i would have yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. Well, I mean, what what I would have probably done is, okay, you can have them at this point get their their symbiotes or whatever. They're mm. all gold. But I would end the issue showing them in their, like, new outfits that they're going to wear regularly. Going Thank forward. you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if That you... way, you're like, 
okay, this is what they're going to look like. Right. Like, because if you think about, like, sort of the formula for all the other <laughs> image team books, oh, my God, there's so many. Yeah. Like, basically, we saw it's like uh, you start with basically one character, um, and then they run into another and they eventually run in, and you get to sort of see them all by themselves at first. And then at the end, they kind of join together as a group. Right. Um, and, and they are kind of all wearing like they're out. They actually are wearing their outfits. Although mm-hmm. I think some of these outfits change in on the cover. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I see that. I mean, it's like you, I don't know if you just look at the cover, you don't really know who is who. So you get this reveal at the end where everyone's naked. So you'd have to like look at them naked and then flip to the cover <laughs> back and forth to like be like, okay, who's who? Yeah, just, yeah. just imagine them all naked. Um, so uh, are you ready to uh, render a verdict? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. question. <laughs> All right, Agent uh, Velasquez, do you think uh, Wetworks number one should uh, be remembered for all of comics history, or should it be tossed in the dollar bin of obscurity, never to be heard from again? This one is, this one's tough because <laughs> the art and the coloring is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a lot of dialogue, mm-hmm. and I none of it's memorable. You don't really uh, know what's going on most of the time. Yeah. I, oh, man, this one's tough. All right, I'm going to fall back on... <laughs> the the Lee-Fail defense? <laughs> yeah. The Lie-Fail defense? Yeah, the Lie-Fail defense. If we give Youngblood number one a... But, you know, we give Youngblood number one a pass because... It's kind of iconic, right? It's the first of the image books sure, released. Sure, sure. Uh, it's it's very Rob Liefeld esque. Mm. <laughs> get uh, much more. Can't get Robbier than that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and say what you will about it, but uh, it's memorable. Sure, uh, sure, sure. And I remember the plot <laughs> to both the Awakening. They were team. both I, so short. How could you not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. So maybe, maybe, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna say, you know what? This man survived uh, a, pain, a diabetic coma, <laughs> and uh, he came back to draw amazing art. I'm, I'm gonna say keep it. I'm gonna say keep it. I uh, I'm definitely with you there. I mean, it's a tough one. Uh, like the writing is and pacing is sort of like such a detriment. The art is amazing, and yeah. Due to the uh, the background of uh, Mr. Portacio, I mean, it's he just uh, had a run of bad luck there. Who knows what Wetworks would have been like had he would been able to launch when he wanted to, like with everyone else. Like we could all be talking about Wetworks first, and then Youngblood, Cyberforce, Wildcats could be all below them. Like who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah. So of course, uh, yes, and also due to the Liefeld defense. <laughs> Yeah, Wetworks number one is going to be remembered. So here it is. In accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. Ooh, that was a rough one. 
Yeah, that was. And we didn't even have a golden symbiotes to help us out. I know. I, I man, I was really on the fence. I mean, like he made it by the skin of his pancreas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my. But god. uh, yeah, like. Oh man, I I really wanted to like this. Uh, yeah, more. maybe the um, the second volume would be. I think there's a, it's a different writer. I think it might be worth uh, checking out. Also, like I think the Wetworks would be better off in their own universe. There's already too many teams in the Wildstorm universe, not to mention in all of Image Comics. If it was just like like if if the premise was a movie like this, um, you know, Black Ops team inadvertently finds like these golden symbiotes that help him help them fight like vampires and werewolves like i would watch that that sounds like a a franchise like worth checking out for sure but uh but to believe that this is going on in in the wildstorm universe with all that other stuff and like stormwatch didn't even know about it uh like it's just a little it's hard to chew it's hard to chew i mean yeah, it's in the Wildstorm universe, but I don't think what works in the Wildcats like ever really interacted. I mean, uh, I've seen when I was looking around for uh, uh, images for the thumbnail, I saw covers of them of like them working with Stormwatch. What, they were kissing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they basically just had a giant hero gasm style orgy. Uh, have you have you been watching ah. the boys? Have you been watching the boys? No, Steve, I still, I, as oh. I told you, I'm waiting for it to finish. Oh, right, then right, right. And then you'll finish. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we got a million of them here. Um, all right. Well, um, I think uh, that is. Uh, did you, did, did you notice, sorry, real quick, but did you notice uh, or, or see when you were doing your research that there's a Wetworks and Vampirella crossover? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, that makes sense that at least makes sense yeah you know yeah. i want to see them go up against like regular old school dracula i think that'd be fun <laughs> i want to see them go up against dracula but the eddie murphy dracula oh blackula oh man uh, yeah whatever it was a, a, a vampire in well vampire in brook vampire in brooklyn. brooklyn is a remake of uh, the black exploitation film blackula so uh so yeah it's okay to call him that it's a it's allowed it's allowed yeah, maybe maybe they can also get uh, what what other Draculas can we throw in there? Maybe like uh, they can get the Count from Sesame Street in there. <laughs> get Count Chocula, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Gary Oldman. Um, ah, no, that's that's like too serious. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I think well, Chocula. Uh, <laughs> what are some some more kid friendly uh, vampires? There aren't very many. You're right. There's the Count from Sesame Street, Count Chocula. And um, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, um, yeah. uh, Edward from, um, what's that? <laughs> that teen. Um, oh, uh, yeah, Twilight. yeah, there you go. Wetworks versus uh, the Twilight universe. Now that I'd pay for. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, well, and let, is there anything else left to add to uh, Wetworks? Uh a reasonable amount of dialogue <laughs> and a plot that makes more sense and it's easier to follow. Uh, I'll, oh, you mean uh, to our podcast about yeah. Wetworks, not the series? I I apologize. No, no, no. I, I think uh, I think I'm, I've I think you've tried me out. Oh, uh, Jesus. But, well, so. uh, before I forget, uh, just have to uh, wish my beloved wife a happy anniversary as we are re- uh, recording this. 
it's our anniversary. But she's working hard, hey. like she always does, so I can uh, do stuff like podcast and make comic books. Uh, so, happy anniversary, Sandy. And um, you should uh, you should really uh, edit this podcast. So, like, just before you wish your wife a happy anniversary, the last thing said before that isn't me saying that you dried me out. <laughs> nah, it's stay. She'll think it's funny. Um, but, uh, and also make sure you turn in, also make sure you tune in next week as we review our final piece of, uh, image media for at least like for the time being. Cause I don't know about you, but I'm Hopefully for the, for the rest of the day. No, no, I'm sure we'll come back eventually. Like no, no. what, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind covering some modern image stuff. Oh yeah, like like walk maybe some Robert Kirkman stuff like uh, well yeah, yeah yeah that would be cool. I wouldn't call Walking Dead obscure. No, but, I mean uh, some of his more <laughs> obscure stuff, stuff. Uh, would definitely be. Uh, I, I mean I was yeah. actually thinking about that, but yeah, we're gonna review the unreleased uh, Gen Thirteen uh, movie that you can actually watch for free on YouTube, so you can get a head start, and then uh, join us uh, next Sunday as we talk about Gen Thirteen and. Um, I think that's everything. Um, we'll uh, see you next Sunday. Goodbye, everyone. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Obscurity Now. Now.